All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about the size of the game. You know, so many Euros, they come out, and they are massive. They just take up the whole table. They take three hours to play. They're these huge, meaty, component-filled, you know, tokens and, and little uh, wood counters, all, cubes, all that stuff. But is that really what you need? Does size really matter when you're working on a Euro? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So a lot of my favorite Euros are massive. Um, you know, it's, uh, I'd say recently I've been playing a ton of scythe, uh, viticulture a little bit, both of Jamie's games, uh, look back there at what else I've been doing a lot of, we did eclipse for quite a bit, which is sort of Euro-esque. I mean, it's more of a four X, but it's got that. I mean, they're, you know, these really big, massive games though, is, uh, you know, and, uh, things like the gallerists, uh, by Vital Lacerda or, uh, Vinhos, which is another winemaking game. And so. Who knew winemaking would be the, uh, the the big thing of the year? Right? Yeah, it just so, translates to board so, games so well, I guess. I, I guess. I, I had no idea. But, yeah, it's so in all of these games, really, what you're doing, right, is you're taking your one worker, for the most part, placing it here, do a thing, that's it. you know, Or maybe do a second thing, and that's it. Yeah. And then everyone does that as many times as you do it until you say, oh, who won? <laughs> it's kind of an interesting i mean you know when you really boil down a euro to that it goes oh that sounds boring like in a really i mean you know if you really boil down euro mechanics it's kind of boring it's place go do place go do yeah. but where all of the uh where all of the sort of brain power comes in is like these avenues to the victory points um either scoring more or some sort of you know exponential scoring where oh if i do this i get more points for for all of these i've collected and, and, and be it so can you do that with like a small, tiny little micro game? And I think there's quite a few that have been doing it, you know, to a certain extent. And if you look at like Scott Alm's stuff, um, his his games are almost Euro esque. You know, they've got a lot of Euro mechanics to a certain extent. Yeah, that's the tiny, uh, epic, pretty small, tiny epic that's series. That's right. Yeah, tiny epic series. Um, you know, so in any of those, you could say that that's that's small, but that box is still, you know four and a half inches wide or so by, by two and a half inches long. So it doesn't fit in your pocket. You know, it may fit in a bag, but it doesn't fit in your pocket. Uh, so I played Mintworks recently, which is a worker placement game that does fit in your pocket. It's a little, and it, it, it really scratches that itch. And so I was starting to think like, does this scratch the itch of a Euro game because it's doing all the things that it does, but it doesn't need the size and what's the scale and what's the issue. And I, I think I'm starting to learn that scale doesn't matter at all. Um, it's decision. Right. So the amount of decision you can give a player or even limiting the amount of decision you can give a player in a euro seems to be the determining factor rather than the scale of the game. Um, and while I love huge, dramatic artwork and things like that, I mean, of course, like Scythe is a beautiful game. The artwork is amazing. It's, it's, it's worth looking at just to have all this large, amazing stuff. I'm not saying anything bad about that. I'm saying you don't need that to create an engaging large euro uh, that, that sort of breaks the brain. You can do it with a small deck of cards and a few pieces. And I was really, really impressed to see that with Mintworks. But I think there's some other games that probably do it. I just haven't been exposed to them yet. Um, but I'd like to see more of that, right? Large, massive feeling of a lot of decision or you're, you're pinned into these decisions, yet you don't really have a ton of components. You've only got a set of cards here and maybe a few you know, workers or, or, or pieces. Uh, it's, it's impressive. Do you know of any other games that use very little to do a whole lot? Well, I was trying to think, um, I was actually thinking along these lines, if, if people are so excited about when they hear something that scratches the same itch of a game that a game they love does, but in half the time, right? So when people, they say, when, it, when Eclipse came out, the first thing you heard people say, oh, it's like Twilight Imperium, but you do it in 
two hours, two and a half hours, whatever it is. Exactly. And they're like, what? And they get super excited. Now, it didn't turn out to be that exactly, uh, <laughs> but people got really excited. And so I think if you can you know, have a game like Scythe that takes – it's a huge, sprawling, really epic game. If you could find a way to make that in uh, a, a mint you know, box like you're talking about with Mintworks, something that fits in your pocket and it takes – 40 minutes, but if people still leave that game feeling like they, they had accomplished the same kind of thing, you're really on to something there. Uh, I'm trying to think of games that I feel like can do that. It's It doesn't seem like it's incredibly common where you've got games that are on that smaller scale because the yeah. industry for so long has sort of lauded like the large, huge Euro box game as yeah. that's what a Euro game is, right? And so I, I just, you know, there's, there's some stuff in our pipeline that we're exploring that will, you know, kind of look at this, but I, I just really, really think it's an interesting idea that not just Euro necessarily, but maybe any me- mechanism that you look at, you can probably boil it down to something small enough that you can go here in your pocket for those days when you don't have two and a half hours to sit down and lay all the stuff out, but you have a lunch break and you and your coworkers want to play a quick Euro, you know, pull this thing out and throw it on the table and let's go. And Mintworks, Mintwork, Mintwork, excuse me, Mintworks has like a uh, very, very plain theme essentially, right? It's yeah. just essentially saying these are just, you know, things you're doing you know it's not really saying this is a highly thematic game but it works so if you add in theme and things like that in these smaller packages i think you could start to see some really incredible decision-based games where people at the end of 30 minutes are going god i feel satisfied and fulfilled and just yeah man i want to play that again tomorrow at lunch or something like that and yeah that's that's just sort of my thought process on those is that while i love big box heroes it's not always reasonable to carry around a cajon bag with, you know, a <laughs> bunch of stuff in it. So Yeah, for sure. Now, you're always going to be working against, you know, the fact that some people just love a game that sprawls out over the table. They just love how that looks. They love the beautiful giant art pieces or things that are around. And so uh, they're going to... it's heavy. If it doesn't yeah. work, you can always just hit somebody with it. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. And what they feel like they get their, their value, their money's worth by how heavy that box is. They'll pick it up and go, hmm, this feels... This feels like it should be, you know, this certain price. And so you're always going to be working against that. And so I think it is a much bigger challenge to create a a small game, uh, not only because it's hard. It's hard to turn a three-hour epic giant Euro into a smaller, more compact thing. It's harder in general, but you're also going to have to fight against this kind of common mindset of people that's been prevalent for so long. Sure, sure. Like, uh, I mean... I think you see that also in shelf space where, yeah. you know, games tend to get better shelf space if they're larger. Yeah. Um, smaller games are all sort of in this area together by themselves of like, here's Hanabi and here's, you know, all this, these other card games and they're just on this shelf together. So you, you do have a, a, a major point about like marketing wise, a bigger game is going to be easier and more visible for everyone to see. However, if we're talking about convention sales, I think you have a huge benefit when you go, look, you can throw this in your bag right now. Whereas when you go, here's this humongous box, you know, here's Veenhost, you can carry it around for the next few hours at this convention. It's going to hurt your arms eventually. But, and again, I've done that. I've purchased a bunch of big box games at conventions. I love Euros. I'm not saying anything about big box Euros that's bad. I'm just saying I think there is totally a market, a ripe market. For that amount of strategy in a smaller box uh, to a point that can fit in a pocket for lunch breaks, for uh, at the bar, for, you know, these are the things I think about is, is getting gaming out of just being four people at a table at the house, right? Like, let's go play at the bar. Let's go play at the bowling alley while in between people's turns. Let's, you know, let's engage our brains all the time we can, which sometimes people get annoyed. They're like, hey, I just want to relax, man. You know, but uh, I think that, yeah, if you have that available, you can just turn 
sometimes a, a, a sort of boring evening into a really cool experience by saying, hey, have you guys checked out this little game that fits in my pocket? So I, I'd like to see more of them. That's, a, that's just my personal opinion. But. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And, you know, honestly, as as the game industry changes and evolves and moves, I think we're going to. I think we're going to see a lot of really cool stuff coming out here in the, the pretty near future of things that you're like, oh, yeah, that's a really cool idea that people haven't even thought of. I'm guessing you just saw some awesome stuff this last weekend at Origins. So I, I saw some pretty interesting stuff, but also saw just stuff that's probably been out for a long time that I'd never heard of. You know what I mean? Just because the game industry is getting so big. And even though I watch all of Tom Vassell's reviews and I watch all these things, mainly because I live in Honduras and I don't get to go to the gaming store and see stuff. So I have to like live vicariously through <laughs> Rado or <laughs> through, you know, through, the, yeah. <laughs> through these other people. Who's also are, stuck on an island himself. Yeah, you know? that's yeah, true. Yeah. Just a little more uh, accessible island. Um, yeah. And so... But even still, I saw all these brand new things that were brand new to me, but maybe came out last year or something like that. Sure. So, yeah, it's just exciting times right now. There's there's so much content right now. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, in that, of course, you're going to find some good and some bad. But there's so much great content right now in terms of, you know, everything that's coming out. is that, Yeah, I'll hear games from 2014 that people will be like, oh, did you ever play this? Mm-hmm. No, we sit down and play it. I go, this would have been my favorite game of 2014 probably right. if I would have sat down and played it. You know, so it's a, it's incredible. Well, cool, man. Well, again, appreciate your thoughts. Appreciate you coming on the show. And good luck with with all the cool stuff you got coming up. I hope your company just does really well, that you can go from that small publisher to that medium publisher and kind of on and on from there. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us on. And again, good luck to you in the near future. I've been loving the podcast, and I hope it really picks up even more steam. It's great. I appreciate it, man. It's been a lot of fun. I met a lot of really cool people. And and being in Origins, I got to meet a lot of really cool people. And so uh, both listeners and guests that had come on the show get to meet them in person. So that was a lot of fun. And so I'm excited about where this community is headed, and I am so just glad to be along for the ride. Yeah, like I said, thank you. Again, your your podcast with Daniel uh, compelled us to yeah. to talk with him and bring him into the fold for our, our project. So I'm really, uh, I'm I'm not a, not just a listener, but I'm a user too. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he's a great guy. I got to talk to him for a good long while at Origins, just standing there with the uh, Eagle Griffin booth. He works for Eagle Griffin uh, yep. a lot of the time. They make amazing so. games. As I mentioned a few of theirs just yeah. now. It's a, they're amazing games. Those big box heroes that I love. So it's a, yeah. Well, cool, man. Right. Well, I will catch you later. Yeah. Thank you for talking.